Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you friends of animals, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I hope you have all recovered from your food comas and Black Friday shopping. Speaking of food, I think it is important to remind everyone that our pets can't eat people food. In fact, some food that we enjoy can be deadly to pets. One of my close friends and fellow animal advocate almost lost all of her dogs earlier this month when they snuck into her pantry and got into a bag of what most people would think of as a harmless snack. I'll tell you more about that when our longtime friend at the pet place, Dr. Bernadine Cruz, arrives. And after our halftime break, How I Met Your Mother TV star, Charlene Amoya, will be sharing her story about a rescue dog that came into her life and changed it for the better. She's a huge animal lover and a proponent of rescue and adoption, and she's lots of fun to talk to. So don't touch that dial, and we'll be back on KJAZZ 88.1 FM after a quick message from the station. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Good morning, Bernadine. It's like old times today on the Pet Place. It is so much fun talking with you, Marie, and this is such a great subject. Time to party and celebrate. It's 150 years that the American Veterinary Medical Association has been helping pet owners, animal owners, people, and the environment, doing all of that. Wow. How how and why did the AVMA form 150 years ago? I mean, people were still, they didn't even have flush toilets yet at that point in time. (laughs) (laughs) But we knew what we really relied so much on. And at that time, in order for people to survive, they needed their animals. So veterinarians have been some of the first doctors taking care of people and animals. Really? They decided to come together in 1863, and at that time it was known as the United States Veterinary Medical Association. Uh And there weren't any women involved in this, and they really had no desire to take care of small animals, cats and dogs. So things have dramatically changed. Now there's 91,000 veterinarians in the United States who are... Um, licensed veterinarians, and that number seems like you know, a fairly decent number, but when you think of it, there's over a million lawyers in the United States. Wow. Very much an group. <laughs> That's a very interesting statistic you chose. <laughs> over a million lawyers, and only how many veterinarians? 91,000, so oh, it's very goodness. much an elite group. It's actually harder, I have to say this myself, it's harder getting into veterinary school than it is to get into medical school. That There's is very true. veterinary schools in the United States. Mm-hmm. That is very true. You have to work hard and, and take all the right classes and make sure you get lots of experience before you even consider applying. Right, and what's so amazing about veterinary medicine it's changed, as I said, from taking care of, you know, the animals that we relied on for 
burden for moving our wares from one area to the other, for wearing their hides, from eating their products. And now to the point where, yes, cats and dogs are the main thing that we're concerned with, you know, you and I, but veterinary medicine is also taking care of the environment. So we know that if our oceans are healthy, those animals are healthy, then we're healthy. And also two-thirds of the emerging diseases right now that are coming out, Africa, Asia, etc., these are diseases that are affecting people as well as animals called zoonotic diseases. So we need to have veterinarians that are really on the first line of even bioterrorism. So veterinarians do a lot for us. They sure do. And, you know, I actually want to pick your veterinary brain for a moment about a, a topic that's actually quite personal. A, a very good friend of mine almost lost all four of her dogs earlier this month because oh they accidentally got into the pantry and got into a big bag of raisins. And, and who would ever think raisins are good for us? Why wouldn't they be good for a dog? Exactly. Raisins and grapes. Can you tell our listeners why they need to be careful with grapes and raisins? Mm. Especially this season as we're going into the holidays and we're doing baking. And we have all sorts of goodies out there. This is something that's fairly new. Even when I was in veterinary school not that long ago, you know, if you wanted to give your pet a, a low-cal treat, a dog, they have a sweet tooth, you'd give them raisins. The sad reality is, Marie, they don't really know what the toxic component is, and it's not all dogs that are affected. Most cats won't eat a raisin to save their life, <laughs> but or maybe it is saving their life. But um, it will cause, for many dogs, irreversible kidney disease and their little kidneys just shut down. So you would think, oh, a raisin's not so bad, or a grape's not so bad. Um, veterinarians never told me about this. We're learning more. The best thing to do is stay away from grapes and raisins. As we're cooking during the holidays, you want to stay away from all chocolates, of course. Fatty things, fried things can really cause some stomach upsets. Macadamia nuts. You know, you go to... Hawaii and come back and you have it in your carry-on luggage, you don't even think about it, and your dog with that little nose goes, mmm, I smell something good. Right. The macadamia nut can be really toxic. And, and what, to what happens, it. though, mm -hmm. if, they, if they eat a macadamia nut? Again, it's one of these things where it is toxic to them, and the toxic component, I'm not even really sure what it is, but these are um, ingredients in some of our cookings and some of our candies Avocados can be problems. Really? Onions, aren't there foods garlic. that are based in avocado, though? Uh, that aren't they there supposed are to be some... good for your coat? Well, not for my coat, but for <laughs> a dog's coat. Well, yes, it is good for your coat. It is good for your skin and coat, the uh, omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids that are in it. Mm -hmm. And some dog foods do have some avocado in it. It really gets down to how much. Okay. So there are some dogs with avocado trees in their backyard, and a nibble is probably not going to be bad, but to overdo it, not a good idea. I see. And onions, too. I've heard that onions can be toxic. Onions can be toxic. It causes changes for their red blood cells. Garlic can also be toxic. It's one of those wise tales that garlic is good for keeping fleas under control. That's mm -hmm. just really a wise tale. That oh. doesn't really work. So Onion, garlic, need to stay away from it. And xylitol. Xylitol, that artificial sweetener. sweetener. Okay. It's found in many of our sugar-free candies and gums. 
It can cause irreversible liver damage, and just small amounts can cause hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. So these are all components that you have to be so careful of what your pet gets exposed to. So if we're all mammals, how come humans aren't affected by all these things? Well, the, though we treat our cats and dogs as little people, they're not. Okay. Their metabolism is very different than ours. So there oh. are some medications, some foods that you could give a dog that you can't give a cat. So small doses of aspirin, a dog can tolerate it. But cats, it can be deadly to them. Wow. So dogs are not little cats, and cats are not little dogs, and they're definitely not people. So whenever there's a question about something to give a cat or a dog, food-wise, treat-wise, or medication, ask your veterinarian. Okay, and, and the best rule of thumb is just don't give your pets human food, right? That's really the best. You know, oftentimes I'll have an office call with a young child in the room, and it's like, well, why can't I give it this way? Do you eat dog food or cat food? I said, no. I said, well, <laughs> there's foods that are formulated for you and foods that are formulated for your pet. So okay. the best thing to do is don't share. That makes sense. Now, one of the things that helped save my friend's dogs was the fact that she kept the phone number of an emergency veterinary clinic right next to her phone in case something ever happened and something did happen. And she was able to get him right in and right into very intensive therapy. What do you suggest uh, people do? I think it's great that your friend did that. So to have the name and number of your veterinarian, of your local emergency clinic, know where it is too because sometimes you may have the number but it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you realize there's a problem. It's like, oh my goodness, where are they? I don't know where they are. So if you've done your reconnaissance during the day where you can actually see where you're going, Mm -hmm. you know where they are, then you can scoot in there. Even have it, so many of us have smartphones. Have that number, you know, already in your phone so you can just hit it, just like you'd have 911 so you can get in touch with them right away. Scoot that pet in. That's fabulous. I'm so glad that you're friends' pets are doing well. Definitely. And that's a great idea to have the phone number already programmed into your phone, too, because you never know when you're going to need it. I mean, you might be out to dinner and a friend might call and say, hey, I was just over at your house and I noticed that something's wrong with your animals or something like that. And you can immediately make the phone call that you need to make. And the other thing I've noticed, too, is whenever a pet gets sick or injured, it's always after hours. So you really do need to know the emergency number of a local emergency clinic because chances are your own personal vet is not going to be on duty when an emergency happens. It's just like having a human child. That human child never seems to get sick during regular doctor hours. It always has to be after hours at 2 o'clock in the morning, something like this. And the other thing, Marie, that's so important to have, you're saying here you have your friend's dog, four of them, who got ill. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that wasn't inexpensive, was it? That's right. So here you have, you know, this four dogs, and one can be expensive enough, who now has to go through life-saving therapy that you want to do, but you go, oh, my goodness, how can I afford this? So having pet insurance is such a good idea. Look into it before you need it. Someone like having earthquake insurance on your home, it doesn't do any good to get it after the earthquake. You need it before the earthquake or whatever type of insurance you need. So same thing with our pets. They're 
so many good pet insurance companies that are out there. Look into it. Invest in your pet because you may say, oh, my pet's never going to get ill or I can't afford it. There are really good options out there. Look into it now. Hey, Bernadine, doesn't the AVMA offer pet insurance? No, the AVMA does not. Oh, You can go to their site, www.avma.org, learn about pet insurance. Okay. Uh, There's quite a few different ones out there, but AVMA themselves does not. Okay, okay. So in addition to having all of their 150th anniversary information online, they have a wealth of information about pet insurance and probably toxins for pets and what to do and what not to do and lots of great information. So again, the website is? www.avma.org. As you said, just lots of good information for pet owners, everything you want to know, even in Spanish. Excellent. Well, it's always so enlightening speaking with you, and I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with all of our listeners today. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Marie. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, TV star Charlene Amoya will be sharing the story of her special little rescue dog and a new movie that shines the light on pet adoption. All this and more are coming right up after a quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I'd like to welcome Charlene Amoya to the program. Good morning, Charlene. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you guys? Uh, We're all doing great here, and I'm so glad that you could be here. I know you have a very special little four-legged family member in your life, and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about her. Yeah, we have a, a, a little dachshund who um, has only one eye, and um, she's a she's a pretty special little girl. Uh, right now, we actually have her legs in casts too, which is a pretty oh, pitiful no. sight. But she's, yeah, just you know, she's getting a little older, and she's getting stiff, so uh, we're just cleaning them out. You know, a little bit of that is cleaning cleaning them out. But she's she's adorable, and uh, especially with you know, she's she's a very very sweet little girl. So we've been blessed to have her. What is her name? Her name is Bunny. Bunny. And and how did you get Bunny? How did she come into your life? Well, my boyfriend was uh, looking to adopt a, a, a small dog, and uh, he contacted this rescue organization called Remember Me Rescue. And um, he was looking at a little chihuahua. And uh, when, the, you know, he met this woman who's in uh, charge of it, and, and she carries all the dogs in, like, this big RV. And so <laughs> she met her at, um, he met her at this, um, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm in the, I, I actually just left an audition, so I, I'm kind of got a lot going on here. But in a park, and uh, before she showed um, uh, the, the little chihuahua, she said, I, "I would like for you to look at this dog because she's a little bit older and it's going to be harder for us to find a home." And uh, she brings out Bunny. And um, during that time, the, the RV started uh, beeping, and my boyfriend looks over, and there was a big like pit bull that was standing on the steering wheel that so it was like just honking the horn and at that the driver point, yeah yeah so bunny looks up and she's like please save me from this craziness and that was like pretty much it that was the moment where he was like all right this is this is the dog wow. and i uh, never looked back yeah oh so she was already a senior when you adopted her yeah i mean you know we think she was maybe six and uh you know, I'm starting to notice that her her eyes getting a little 
a little blurry now and, you know, the legs are having some trouble, but she's got a lot of energy and she's, she seems very useful in spirit and has been, you know, nothing but a blessing for us. Now, did you say she only has one eye? Yes, she's missing an eye. She, um, when they, when she was dropped off, the previous owner said that, um, you know, that he had a child and, you know, something happened with the child and uh, basically the eye was infected and so when, when uh when the when they got bunny they had to remove the eye it was like it was too late basically it, it was just, the infection was too terrible for them to save Aww. the eye but we we do think that you know she she's a little skittish around new people and you know there there's definitely looks like there may have been some abuse so we don't really know what what happened with her oh wow that's very mm-hmm. sad but it sounds like she has a very happy ending living with your family and and having the good life now <laughs> Oh, she does. She's extremely spoiled and very, very loved, and now a movie star since we put her in our little short film. Yeah, she's following in her mom's footsteps. You're an actress, and now your dog is an actress. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about the short film. Uh, this short film was inspired, you know, my boyfriend wrote it, and, it, you know, it was inspired just from uh, the impact that she's had on his life. But it's just a seven-minute film, and it's about a woman who... Uh, is getting over a breakup or a death, uh, you, you know, it's kind of left to the audience to decide. And um, is very, very depressed. They can't really leave her house. And one day she goes to the grocery, she walks to the grocery store, and as she's walking home, she sees a homeless dog that only has one eye um, by the dumpster, all dirty. And uh, she goes to pet the dog, and, and the dog just kind of follows her home. And from that point, you see the the evolution of change in her life and how you know happiness is brought back into her life and and uh, you know the impact of re- rescuing an animal and and how that can change and you know the love that it can bring back in so that's pretty much the story and it, it came out really really special because Bunny was extremely um, charismatic on screen and you had no idea that she would be you know. <laughs> Is is the film in theaters and in film festivals on YouTube? Where can somebody see it? It's uh, it's it's up online. You could um, if you go to my website at charlinamoya.net, there's a link that that says producing, and it has the poster and the short there. That's probably the easiest way to get anybody to it. Um, okay. So yeah, just my name dot net and let's uh, let's spell your name. It's C H A R. L E N E A M as in Mary O I A dot net. Excellent. Okay, that's good. And the name of the movie is She, just plain old S H E. Exactly. Okay. Are you the co star? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. fun, how fun. How long did it take you to put it together? The three days. It was uh we were lucky because our, our DP was um he works on Southland. He was working in Southland, and so we had all the Southland equipment. So we had some really heavy-duty equipment to use, and made this look real professional. On with basically the you know the cost of, of buying everybody pizza. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it was done really well. But uh, and and I really had to be the co-star because you know Bunny is not friendly to people she doesn't know. She oh. takes her a little bit to warm up. And you know, know that she's safe in other people's company. But uh, you, you definitely see some magic on the screen, and how when she does feel safe, how what a love bug she is. Oh, and how was she with all the equipment? Was that kind of startling for her? 
No, she didn't even notice. I mean, you know, the biggest thing for her is, you know, she just doesn't ever want to be left. So as long as she's around, you know, you know, you don't leave her. She's happy. So Uh, if I walked away, she'd follow me, which was exactly what we needed the shot to be, you know. That's great. (laughs) Now, it sounds like you guys have just a wonderful relationship. And she is an older dog. She's special needs. And a lot of our listeners are big animal fans, but they might be a little hesitant to adopt an older special needs dog. What would you tell those listeners? Well, I mean, in this case, you know, her her special need is was very simple. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't have to do anything special for you know her her Missy and I. But um, the benefits of having an older dog is you know she's she's house trained and um, so you don't have to go through all of that when you when you get a, an infant. But um, I, I I think that you know everybody should be rescuing these animals. They they need love like like nobody else and, and when they do get love they they bring so much happiness and warmth into a home that um it's worth it you know and we still i feel like we have we have a lot of years with her you know we i feel like we we could get another 10 years you know uh with the way we take care of her and stuff so it's a long life that's definitely true especially with little dogs they they seem to live forever yeah yeah <laughs> But I would also recommend adopting an older, big senior dog, too, because they they really, they're past that puppy stage where they chew everything in the house, from your computer cables to your shoes to everything yes. else that they could get their mouth on. And and when you adopt an older dog, they're they're mellow. They're just happy to hang out and, and be loved. And, and there's yes. I can't say enough good things about adopting a senior dog. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that is true. I mean, besides, the you know, the, they won't be peeing in the house. They won't be destroying your shoes. And right. these are all good things. They're turnkey puppies. That yeah, aren't puppies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk about your professional career for a little bit. We have a couple of minutes here, and I know you're a big animal enthusiast, but you've also got some TV stuff going on, and I know that you were on How I Met Your Mother in a recurring role, but you've got some other great things going on, too. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I just wrapped up a uh, shot of pilot for Lifetime, uh, starring Alicia Silverstone, um, it's called HR, and it's it's a really good show. So we're hoping to get a pickup, and um, if that if that happens, then we'll be out in Atlanta shooting that in June. Okay. So so that's something I'm keeping my fingers crossed about. Oh, and, we'll uh, do that too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, last season, right before I switched that birth raft, I started recurring on that show, um, playing one of the senator's wives. So you know, I'm hoping for that to come back too. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. All right, and then you also worked with Will Smith too. I did. I did a movie with him. Um, it was just one day, but I got to work work with him and Woody Harrelson in the same day. So it was a pretty epic day for me. Oh wow! Um, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's he's great. You know, he is the epitome of a movie star. He's just got he's charismatic and fun and making jokes, and it was a really really nice experience, so I, I'm happy to have it. Oh, that's very cool. Out of all of your actor buddies, who do you think is the most animal enthusiastic uh, second to you? <laughs> um, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I've only worked with Alicia for this pilot, so I don't know her that well, but she was telling me um, that at one point she had six six dogs, and they were all wow. rescues that kind of just 
you know, found her, and she has a baby now, so um, she's not rescuing any more animals. But I think she's definitely an animal activist, and she's, you know, vegan, and, you know, she, she knew I had on some vegan shoes, but I didn't even know they were vegan shoes, but she knew it, and so I, I would say she probably is. Wow, that's very cool. It's nice to hear little things like this because when you're in a position of celebrity and you can spread positive messages like being an animal advocate, I think it's a wonderful thing, and I'm so thrilled that you were able to produce this little short. Are you going to enter it in any film festivals? We did. Um, we entered it into three, and uh, well, three so far, and three it has been accepted into. We premiered in my hometown, Buffalo, also in Vegas and in San Jose. So, um, and it's won awards in two of the festivals. Um, and so I've also submitted it into the big ones, and we're just waiting for those dates to arrive to know, you know, what happens with that, with Sundance and stuff, you know, ones of that caliber. Wow, good luck with that. Charlene, I have so enjoyed talking with you this morning, and I hope that your movie encourages lots of folks to adopt rescue and shelter pets. So thanks for being Aww. on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'd love for you to take a look at it. I think because you are such an animal lover, you're you're going to like the film as well. Definitely. Well, we need to take a final break of the morning, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. On the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Are you ready to have a yuppie holiday? Well, guess what? You're in luck. On December 7th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Santa Claus will be making a special appearance at the yuppie holiday celebration at the Ritz-Carlton in Dana Point. This festive gathering of canines and their companions provides Fido with the opportunity to be photographed with the big dog himself, Santa Claus. In keeping with the resort season of giving, guests are asked to bring unopened canned or dry dog food, treats, or dog toys to be donated to an animal rescue organization. It's a great way to enjoy the holidays while helping to care for animals that are still awaiting their forever homes. For more information, call 949-240-2000. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.